I direct your attention tonight to the book of Acts chapter 27 and verse 27. Acts 27 and 27. I, uh, I feel like the Holy Ghost uh, has put this in my heart tonight. This is the burden of the Holy Ghost. I may very well only be preaching to one individual tonight. And if, and if that individual is saved, then it will be worth it all. I believe that. That's what I believe. Don't forget. Don't forget. The shepherd left the 99 and went after the one. So I may be preaching to more than one, but I feel certain that I am preaching to one, at least one here tonight, and I believe God wants to help you in your decisions in life. Acts 27, 27, and when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country, and they sounded and found it 20 fathoms, And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under under color as though they would cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. I want to talk to you a few minutes here tonight on this thought. Cut the ropes. Amen. Cut the ropes. Hallelujah. Let's one more time. Give God a good praise. Clap your hands. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I read a news article. It's been some time back now uh, that they titled that article, A Nation of Quitters. And uh, when I read that article, uh, it actually was an article that uh, really was dated back in the late 70s or 80s, and it was about our nation's efforts at space exploration, and specifically the exploration of the moon. And in this article, it described how that NASA had already, outpla- had already outlaid plans or outlined plans for some 20 different lunar landings uh, under the auspices of the Apollo space program. Of course, each one of those landings would carry more risk, but it would also promise a greater knowledge of the moon. However, uh, in the midst of those efforts and the plans, the budget uh, was cut and the program was prematurely abandoned, according to those who had dreams of walking on the moon, they felt like that we had become a nation of quitters. Amen. And when I read the article, I just kind of filed it away. And at a future point, I decided I would research. I'd go back and reread the article because I felt like uh, that there was some content there that uh, would be advantageous and 
uh, talking to people or preaching or whatever. And so I did what most of us do. I, I Googled the article to try to find it. And what I did find was very interesting because I discovered that this business of being quitters was not just isolated to the space program, but that it was uh, and had invaded every aspect of our society. There was a list of articles. When I Googled it, there was a list of articles that used the same terminology of quitting. And there were articles where the political realm was concerned. It was articles regarding marriage relationships and careers, even the medical world and uh, in uh, the medical uh, research department. All of these areas uh, had the same type of terminology. People were, were concerned about the fact that uh, they would enter into certain areas of relationships or efforts to, to discover certain things and they would give up. In fact, uh, even something as simple as reading, just reading a book, uh, they stated that many people when reading content, a, a material that had some depth to it, that they would stop after only two minutes of reading. They would quit. They would not go any further. And then uh, what was even more interesting than all of that uh, is that this problem is not just confined to the United States. I found bloggers and journalists and columnists from all over the world that wrote from that same perspective. And so it taught me this. It let me understand that this is a human problem. And it is a worldwide problem where people quit too early. They give up on everything in life. They stop too soon. Amen. Amen. They don't want to, they don't want to persevere when they hit resistance. They don't want to push their way through that resistance. When they're struggling with a relationship, they don't want to fix the relationship. They'd rather just quit the relationship. Amen. Whenever they're struggling, maybe in a career or in studies or whatever it is, they don't push their way through and try to achieve in spite of all of the negative efforts or in spite of all of the obstacles that are placed in their way. Amen. And, and the more I looked at this issue of quitting, I understood something that I hadn't noted before, and that is that most people quit because they have an alternative in mind. I have read numerous articles about uh, people with uh, name recognition in our world in many different sectors of society about how that they would have been they've been married 25 years or 35 years and now everybody's hearing about their divorce and they may be saying there's really no problem here we're just incompatible but a few days later another report will come out about how that the man or the woman had already had someone else that they had been having an affair with. My point tonight is they quit one thing because they have an alternative. 
they already have something in mind that they are in, that they are planning to do. Amen. They don't just have plan A, they have plan B. So when things don't go like it should in plan A, then they just quit trying and they turn to plan B. Amen. This is what I read tonight in the book of Acts chapter 27. You will notice when you read the whole story, I just broke in to the middle of it, and you, you read how that they are on a ship and they are sailing in the middle of a storm. It was not a good time. The waves were rocking the ship. The wind was blowing the ship. The Bible called it Eurocladon, which means it was like a hurricane that they were in the middle of that storm. And right when the storm was at its worst, there were some that decided we're going to bail out of this. Amen. We're, going, we're not going to stay in this boat. We're going to bail out of where we are because on the boat they had an alternative. They had what is known as a lifeboat. The lifeboat for them represented plan B. And when you read verse 29, it said them, they fearing that they would have fallen upon rocks. They cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. And that's when the soldiers cut the ropes and let the boat fall off. There's another Bible translation that renders verse 30 on this wise. As the sailors were trying to escape secretly from the ship and they were lowering the small boat into the sea pretending that they were going to lay out the anchors from the bow. What that scripture's telling us is this, that they were doing one thing, amen, while they were pretending to do something else. They were, they were letting out the boat, but they were pretending that they were going to lay out the anchors. And their, their whole motive and their intent was that when the boat was let down in the water, that they were going to bail out of the ship and try to save their life. I preach in what I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost, that there would be someone in this house that you're toying with another altar alternative. You're toying with a different decision. You're doing one thing, but you are pretending that you're doing something else. You've got your face setting the wrong direction. You've got your mind looking at the wrong things. And your mind is set that after I get to a certain point, then I'm quitting what I'm doing and I'm going to go do something else. This preacher tonight has come with the warning from the Holy Ghost. Don't bail out now. Don't bail out now. Hallelujah. 
Don't bail out now, friend. It's not time to give up. The storm may be raging. Your problems may be greater than what you think you can handle. But this preacher's come tonight to tell you that your salvation is in the church. Your salvation is in living for God. Your salvation is in staying in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We got too many young people tonight that they've got an alternative in mind. Amen, their mind is set. When I get 18 years old, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'll choose my own friends. I'll go where I wanna go. I'm not gonna be restricted to this church business. Will you hear this preacher tonight? Amen, you're in for a world of heartache. You're in for a world of sorrow. I'm going to tell you that sin will leave scars on your life that you will never get over. Sin will create a situation in your life that you will never ever outlive that. Help us, Jesus. Stay in the boat. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. It's time for you to cut the rope to your alternative. You need to cut the rope to your plan B. You need to stick with plan A. Make up your mind. I'm serving God. I'm gonna stay in the church. I'm gonna be what God wants me to be. Can I get a witness in the house? Come on, the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. Amen. Ezekiel 8 and 16 says, he brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house and behold at the door of the temple of the Lord between the porch and the altar were about five and 20 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east and they worshiped the sun toward the east. This five and 20 men would represent a younger generation the Bible tells us that they were in the temple of the Lord. They were positioned between the porch and the altar. But here's the problem. Their backs were to the altar and their face was toward the east. They were worshiping the sun toward the east. In other words, they were in the right place, but they were facing the wrong direction. I'm telling you tonight what I know in the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching to somebody in this house. You're in the church tonight, but you're facing the wrong direction. You're looking at the world. You're toying with the world. You're flirting with, my God help me tonight. You're flirting with the world. You're flirting with sin. You're flirting with your eternity. You need to turn around. I said turn around. Face the altar. Quit putting your back to the altar. Quit putting your back to the temple of God. Turn around. Get your eyes in the right direction. Amen. Amen. It was a powerful touch in the prayer, pre-service prayer tonight. I felt like the Holy Ghost was getting us ready for this. Amen. I said, I felt like the Holy Ghost was getting us ready for this. 
Anytime there's an atmosphere like what was in the pre-service prayer, anything could happen. This thing could have exploded and not even have preaching. But I felt tonight that I would be preaching. I felt like the Holy Ghost was setting the stage to help somebody understand that you're in the right place. If you're in the church, you're not in the wrong place. If you're in the house of worship, you're not in the wrong place. Come on. Amen. The wrong place is the bar room. The wrong place is a crack house. The wrong place is a dance floor. The wrong place is out there among the drugs of this world. Amen. The wrong place. Help me, Jesus, right now. The wrong place tonight, amen, is out there in sin, committing all kinds of immoral acts. That's the wrong place. Come on, there's something to be said tonight about maintaining your virtue, about maintaining your purity, about maintaining your innocence. There's a lot to be said. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Revelation 1, verse 10 and 12, this is John the Revelator. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. He was in the spirit. He was in the atmosphere in the presence of almighty God, but he was facing the wrong direction. He said, the voice was behind me. And he said, I turned to see the voice that talked to me. Sometime you can be in the presence of God but be facing the wrong direction. You gotta turn around. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Get your eyes back on the Holy Ghost. Get your... Come on, Calvary. I can't hear you tonight. I need some mamas praying tonight. I need some daddies praying tonight. I feel like there's somebody hanging in the balance. I feel like there's an effort by hell to draw some young people out of this church. But I've come to tell you, turn around. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get back in the prayer room. Get back to the altar. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you've been flirting with, but you need to cut the ropes to it tonight. I don't know what you've been planning, but you need to cut the ropes. I don't know what your alternative is, but you need to cut the rope tonight. Amen. Amen. Lot followed Abraham. He was, Lot was a man who walked with a man who walked with God. Amen. Lot was a man who walked with a man who walked with God. And it's not always a safe thing. Amen. To just walk with a man who walks with God. To walk with parents that walk with God. That walk with a mama that walks with God. That's not always the safest thing to do. 
because when the pressure is on, you might make the wrong decision. When I read Genesis chapter 13, it said Lot lifted up his eyes. When did Lot lift up his eyes? It was whenever Abraham told him that, listen, you've got to make a decision here. You've got to, you've got to go one direction and I'm going another direction. You choose whichever way you want to go. And the Bible said Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. It did not say that Lot turned to see the watered well, the watered plains of Jordan. It said he lifted up his eyes. You know what that tells me? He was already looking at that place. He was already entertaining Sodom and Gomorrah. He was already facing the wrong direction. He was already looking the wrong way. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. You're looking the wrong way. You're looking the wrong direction. And the Holy Ghost tonight is coming to you to tell you, cut the ropes. You're about to make a decision that is going to destroy your life. You're about to make a decision that's going to wipe you out. It's going to destroy you for eternity. In fact, I'm going to tell you what I felt in the Holy Ghost before service ever started. When I was walking this platform, I felt like the Holy Ghost told me that there's somebody in this house that you have been toying with the alternative of suicide. You've been thinking about life. You've been thinking about your problems. And you've been toying with the fact that that your situation looks like it's it's upside down and there's no answers. And so you're toying with the alternative of suicide. And this preacher tonight has come to tell you suicide's not your answer. Suicide is not the direction for you to take. Taking your life. Come on, church. I said, come on. Amen. In fact, I believe that God showed me the individual that's even contemplating or has thought about toyed with the fact of suicide. I'm not going to point you out tonight, but I believe I can walk back and put my hand on your forehead. That's how strong I feel this tonight. Amen. I'm going to tell you, friend, it's over with. If you commit suicide, there's no hope. There's no salvation. When you murder your own life, you die lost. And I'm telling you tonight, that's not your alternative that you want. I'm telling you, cut the rope. Cut the rope. Cut the rope. Make up your mind that you're not going to make that decision. Make up your mind that you're not going to go that route. Amen. 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 I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout hallelujah. You got you to gotta decide you're going to get rid of some stuff. You got to decide you're making up your mind. Somebody said, but what happens if living for God don't work out? I want to tell you about this old preacher here tonight. I got one plan. It's plan A. It's living for God. And if that don't work out, I don't have an alternative. I don't have any other decision. I'm not looking any other way. This is the only plan I've got. The only plan I've got is to stay in the church. The only plan I've got is to live for God. 
Amen. We got people that come to God. They get baptized in Jesus' name. They get the Holy Ghost. And they go home and they store all their worldly clothes. They store all their jewelry. They store all their makeup. And they have the thought in mind. If this business of living for God don't work out, at least I'll have these things to fall back on. I got news, friend. You need to burn it. You need to get rid of it. Cut the rope. I said cut the rope. Make up your mind. There's no alternative for me. There's nothing else I'm going to decide on at some future point in life when the going gets tough. I'm almost finished. I, I, I don't feel like preaching very long tonight because I feel like the Holy Ghost is zeroing right in on someone. The Bible tells us that the Jews and the Greeks that came together in Ephesus, fear fell on them and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. There were people that believed and they confessed and they showed their deeds. Didn't notice what they did. They brought they all brought, these were people that used curious arts. They were involved in spiritism. Oh Lord, help me right now. Hallelujah. Oh, help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I felt something in the Holy Ghost right now. I just felt something in the spirit right now. It's not just suicide that some folks are dealing with. We got some here tonight that you're dealing with spiritism. You're dealing with Ouija boards and all the stuff, amen, that goes on with all of that. You hear this preacher tonight, it's time to get rid of it. It's time to cut the rope. It's time, come on, quit playing games. Quit, I said quit playing games. Let me tell you what happened to these people that used curious arts. They brought their books together and they burned the books. And the, the price of them was 50,000 pieces of silver. They never cried about what they lost because they realized that this is not a good alternative. They burned the books. I'm preaching to somebody. You need to burn some stuff in your life. You need to burn the alternative. You need to burn plan B. You need to cut the rope to plan B. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're, playing with, if you're playing with spiritism, you're playing with Ouija boards, and you're playing with all those tarot cards and everything else, you better get rid of it. It'll so twist your mind that you'll never understand really how to live for God. It'll so mess up your life. Amen. It'll take you to depths of sin. It'll take you to depths of wickedness that you never dreamed of. I'm preaching tonight, cut the ropes. I said cut the ropes. Whatever your alternative is, whatever your backup plan is, cut the rope tonight. Let Jesus make the difference. Let Jesus save your soul. These altars are open right now. 
I don't feel like preaching any longer. There's more I could preach. But I'm going to tell you right now, these altars are open. I feel like there's some young people that need to hit this altar tonight and say, tonight I'm making my mind up. I'm going to cut the rope to my alternative. There may be some young married couples here tonight. There may be some teenagers, some young singles that you need to walk down here tonight and say, tonight, tonight I'm making my mind up. I'm not going to have an alternative any longer. I'm not going to have a backup plan. I'm selling out to Jesus tonight. I'm selling out to Jesus. Tonight, I'm selling out. Tonight, I'm putting everything on the altar. I'm going to burn the books. I'm going to cut the ropes. I'm getting free of spiritism. I'm getting free from the spirit of suicide. I'm getting free from everything. That's Come on. Come on. Quit letting the devil play with your mind. Quit letting the devil play with your spirit. Quit letting the devil play with your thought process. Jesus is here to make a difference. Jesus is here to help you. Jesus is here to deliver you. Come on, church. We need some prayer warriors. I need some mamas praying. I need some daddies doing more than just looking around. I need you praying tonight. Get behind these young men and pray for them. Pray for these young men. Put your hand on them. Take authority over the devil. Take authority over the powers of hell. Take authority over every unclean spirit. Take dominion over every foul spirit. Come on, come on, come on, cut the rope. I said cut the ropes, cut the ropes. Quit hanging on to a plan. Quit hanging on to a plan that's gonna destroy you. Quit hanging on to an alternative that's gonna destroy you. Quit hanging on to something that's gonna wipe you out. Uh, come on, I know what I'm feeling here in the Holy Ghost. I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, turn it loose. Turn it loose. Hey, glory to God. You may be still sitting in your pew tonight, but I'm asking you to cut the ropes. Quit planning on another plan. Quit planning on an alternative. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's it, that's it, that's it. There's some deliverance in the house. There's some deliverance in the house. There's some young people making up their mind tonight. There's some young people making a decision. Come on. There's some young folks making a decision tonight. There's some young ladies deciding. There's some married women deciding. There's some daddies that's deciding. There's some young men making decision here tonight. Come on. Come on. Don't be a quitter when it comes to serving God. Don't be a quitter when it comes to serving God. Make your decision tonight. It's over. When I leave here tonight, I got one plan. When I walk out of this church, I got plan A and that's it. 
Yes. 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 Come on, the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody. The Holy Ghost trying to help somebody. Come on, church. Pray, pray, pray. Come on, church, let's pray. Come on, church, let's pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. The devil's trying to trick you into thinking that your alternative is a better alternative. That his alternative is a better alternative. No, no, no. A thousand times no. I said a thousand times no. A thousand times no. It's not better. Hallelujah. It's not better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil's plan is not better than God's plan. The devil's plan is not better than God's plan. Your flesh's plan is not better than God's plan. church there's some folks getting a breakthrough here tonight there's some people getting a breakthrough there's some people making a decision tonight there's some people going to leave here different than the way they came I said they're going to leave different than the way they came you hear me tonight the Holy Ghost is doing the work the Holy Ghost is turning the situation around Come on, there's still time. There's still time if you want to come to this altar here tonight. Amen. You want to come to this altar. You've been talking about doing other things. You've been planning other things. And the Lord tonight's given you an opportunity. The power of God is in this place. The power of God is in this place. The power of God is here to deliver. It's here to set you free. It's here to set you free. It's here to make a difference in your life.
on. That's it. The Holy Ghost is still working. The Holy Ghost is bringing deliverance. The Holy Ghost is setting people free right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, burn those books. Burn the books. Burn everything from your past. Burn the books tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Burn the books. Turn around. Face the right direction. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Cut the ropes. I said cut the ropes, cut the ropes, cut the ropes. Let Jesus make a difference. Let Jesus make a difference. Let Jesus help. Hallelujah.